Father in heaven, we come before you and just praise you and thank you for this evening that we can come and worship together. Lord, I pray that you be with all our brothers and sisters in Christ who are live streaming the service as well, that in every way we might draw near to you through your word and through worship tonight. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. We're going to turn it back over to Brother John. All right, let's lift up our voices as we sing Revive Us Again, and then He is Exalted. We praise Thee, O God, for the Son of Thy love, for Jesus who died and is now born above. Hallelujah, Thine the glory. Hallelujah, Amen. Hallelujah, Thine the glory. Exalted, the King is exalted on high. 
Second Timothy, if you would, Second Timothy chapter one. I'm going to take us verses 13 down through 18. John, we have a pretty good ring in this. I do. Okay. Second um, Timothy chapter one, verses 13 through 18. Title of our message tonight is "Holding Fast." Um, as we go into this year of 2022. We need to hold fast. That should be our objective, is not letting go. We do not want the 
uh, our circumstances, the situation, the world we live in to impact us in such a way as to knock us off balance. We need to be rock solid, holding fast. Look with me, if you would, to 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 13 down through 18. Listen to what the Apostle Paul wrote as he wrote to Timothy under the inspiration of God. He says, hold fast the form of sound words, which thou hast heard of me in faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. That, that good thing which was committed unto thee, keep by the Holy Ghost, which dwelleth in us. This thou knowest, that all they which are in Asia be turned away from me, of whom are Phygelus and Hermogenes. The Lord give mercy unto the house of Onesiphorus, for he oft refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chain. But when he was in Rome, he sought me out very, diligent, very diligently and found me. The Lord grant unto him that he may find mercy of the Lord in that day. And in how many things he ministered unto me at Ephesus, thou knowest very well. Let's ask God's blessing on his word. Father in heaven, I pray that you be with us as we look into your holy scriptures. I do pray that you would minister to our hearts, stir us, challenge us to be people who hold fast. And again, we lift up before you those who we know and love that are sick. We think of Joel and uh, he's in really rough shape, Lord. I pray that you would touch him and raise him up from COVID that he can get home with his family. And so many others, we lift them all up before you, even, even those who might be watching the services right now. I pray that you'd minister to them. Help us all to hold fast. In Christ's name we pray, amen. So when we look in this text, we find the Apostle Paul writing to Timothy, and he's writing to him and challenging him to be a person who takes that which he has learned and heard and hold fast to it. It's interesting in verse 13 when he uses these terms, he's using very common terms, workers' terms, that these folks would be accustomed to. The very word, the, the term itself, hold fast, is a nautical term. At that time, oftentimes meant to go ahead and tie. Uh, they would tie their cargo down. And if they came into high winds, high seas, they even would hold fast themselves. They'd tie themselves to things so they couldn't be cast overboard. So he's saying to you and I, really lash ourselves down. Get ourselves rooted in rock-solid held uh, concerning the things of the Word of God. But he, that's not the only term he uses that's kind of a, a picture word, picture term. He says, hold fast the form of sound words. And that, uh, that word sound is a word that means to be solid, to not have deformity or flaw, to be even perfect. When I worked for F.H. Peterson in Massachusetts as a machinist while I was associate pastor there, um, I worked on a lot of prototype work for MIT. It was a machine shop that did a, little, a lot of custom work. And one of the things we did for MIT was some work they were doing for the Navy because the Navy was retro sh working ships. And uh, one of them was a large brass hub that they were changing the way that the props came out the side of ships to move ships sideways. And as we machined those, 
we had a special process where they would look down through the castings and even after all the machining was done, they would put dyes on them and they would determine if there was even a hair of a flaw in that casting. It had to be flawless. It had to be sound for us to be able to ship it out of the shop. Uh, so when you look at this, we understand the concept, something that is solid, sound, true, perfect, correct. And so he's saying to us, hold fast onto those things that are sound. So look at verse 13 again, hold fast the form of sound words, which thou hast heard of me in the faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. Well, this is the goal. We need to understand the goal, the goal of holding fast to that which is the form of sound truth, that which is right and correct. Now, the interesting thing is he uses a specific word here to describe the word in a, in a very specific way, because he could have said to us, hold fast the letter of the sound words, which thou hast heard of me in faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus, the letter of the law, but he doesn't. He says, hold fast the form of the sound word. As we look at that, we understand he's talking to us about the spirit of the word rather than the letter of the word. Uh, when you look into the gospels and you see the teaching of our Lord Jesus Christ, there was individuals called the Pharisees and Sadducees, which was, they were two sects of Judaism. Both of them had a tendency to hold on to the letter of the law to where they would take things so literally that they would almost become twisted out of context completely. In fact, uh, they wear what's called phylacteries, which are boxes on their forehead. Still today, you can go to Jerusalem and you can see uh, Jewish leaders wearing little boxes tied to their head. And that's because they took the letter of the law that talked about putting the law upon our heads. And so they took written words, put them in boxes, tied them on them. They do the same thing. They tie them onto their arms because they take these verses and they say, well, the letter of the law says to go ahead and tie this to ourselves, put this upon ourselves. But if you'll remember the Lord Jesus Christ, when he was walking with his apostles on the Sabbath day, they hungered. And as they walked, they began to pick grain off of the top of mature plants and begin to eat it. And the Pharisees and Sadducees condemned that. And they said, by the letter of the law, you're not supposed to harvest on the Sabbath day. And Christ said, wait, the law was made for us. You know, it was made for us for, for our lives and, and for, to help us in our lives. The letter of the law becomes not a ministry to us, but instead the letter of the law becomes an abuse of us. And the Pharisees and Sadducees, they, they miss the whole form of the teachings of, of God, the law. And instead they only adhere to the letter of the law. So here in this verse, we see that our goal is to hold fast to the form of the sound words, which thou hast heard of who? The apostle Paul and in faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. So he's tying this together and he's saying to you and I, 
As we go into the year 2022, we need to grab a hold of the principles of Christ, the form of the law, the teachings of our Lord Jesus Christ in faith and love. And we need to take these things and we need to hold on to them because they're right and true. I want you to look with me, if you would, over to Titus chapter 1, verse 9. Titus chapter 1, verse 9, it says, Holding fast the faithful word as he hath been taught, that he may be able by sound doctrine both to exhort and to convince the gainsayers. Here again, you find the apostle using this, this term of holding fast. And instead of it being interpreted as sound word, it says faithful words as he hath been taught. That he may do what? That he may, may be able to, by sound doctrine or sound truth, exhort and convince the gainsayer. You and I have a goal. That goal is to hold solidly onto the truths of the Bible, the truths of the scriptures, the principles of God in our lives. Why? So that we ourselves can reach out and minister to others. Look with me in the same book, 2 Timothy chapter, this time chapter 3, verse 14. Look down with me and here we find uh, another interesting thing. It says, but continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. So the apostle reminds Timothy, yes, I want you to hold on to it. I want you to hold fast to these sound truths. But I want you to continue in them. Continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. So you and I, as we go into this new year, we hold fast on the, these sound truths, these principles. Not, the, not distorting the Bible to become where it becomes our burden, but rather in the, the faith and love of Jesus Christ, we take all the teachings of Christ and we live them. And we continue in them as we go into this new year. As we come down a little bit farther in the text, I want to show you, not only do we have a clear objective, as we see in verse 13, but we also are reminded in verse 15 that there are some who miss the mark. Look with me at 13 down through 15. Hold fast the form of sound words which thou hast heard of me in faith and love which is in Christ Jesus. That good thing which was committed unto thee, keep by the Holy Ghost which dwelleth in us. This thou knowest, that all they which are in Asia be turned away from me, of whom are Phygelus and Hermogenes. So he reminds us there are some who don't hold fast. It's not that he tries to hide it or avoid it. He straight up tells us. He says, there are those that turn away. He says, of whom is Phygelus and Hermogenes? He says, these folks, they have not held fast. They have not recognized that the Bible is sound truth. They've gone ahead and walked away, turned away. Well, we want to say to ourselves, we're not going to let that happen to us. We're not going to let that happen to us. Uh, when he uses that nautical term of holding fast, it's because they understood that there are things that come 
for a, a, a shipment, there are things that come that are rough and hard seas. They're not easy sailing. Not every day can you go out there and just get a nice tan on the deck. Uh, Eric maybe had that experience in Alaska. Every day was just nice and smooth sailing, right? Yeah. No, but he was stationed up in Alaska, and I've watched enough of those Alaskan shows to know that sometimes those seas up there can be crazy rough. Life is like that. There are things that come into life that are just crazy rough. I remember one time Louie and I were talking about when he was in the Navy, and he was talking about the ship coming down to where you can't even see over the other side of the wave, right? Or do I have you mixed up with another Navy guy? No. Yeah. You're speaking the truth. Thank you. I never know anymore. <laughs> but, um, and sometimes that's the way it is in our lives. You know, the waves are rough enough to where we can't even see the other side. We can only hope and pray that we're going to make it over. But you don't give up. You don't stop holding fast. You don't stop recognizing that what you have is sound. So here he reminds us, there are people who just don't hold fast. And we have to be aware. I want you to look with me, if you would, to Luke chapter 11. Here we find the Lord Jesus Christ just teaching us, making us aware he says to us in Luke chapter 11, verse 24, when the unclean spirit is going on, gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places, seeking rest and finding none. He saith, I will return unto my house whence I came out. And when he cometh, he findeth it swept and garnished. Then goeth he and taketh to him seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they enter in and dwell there, and the last state of that man is worse than the first. So he's, he's speaking to us allegorically, picture language. And he's saying, there are people who they, they come to religion and they sweep out their house and they go on their way. They feel like I'm clean, I'm good, I'm great. But then they come to dry land. They come to tough times. They come to circumstances that are no longer easy and convenient. And they go back to their old ways. And Jesus says when they get there, they find that now they have seven more evil spirits. They have more problems and more trouble than they ever had. Why? Because they didn't have the faith and trust in Christ. They're not born again. They don't have the presence of the Holy Spirit. They're only depending in on religion and their circumstances and their own ability to clean themselves up. And we have seen that through the years. And you and I have to decide, that's not going to be me. I am not going to go ahead and just depend on my flesh, my carnal man. I'm not going to just try to, you know, make some... New Year's, uh, re yes, resolutions, New Year resolutions, and think that that's going to fix my life. Because what will happen is you'll just get so far, and then you'll go back, and you'll find that you're off, worse off than you were before. The answer for us is to hold fast to the truths of God. Receive Christ as our Savior. Be born again. Let the Holy Spirit work in and through us. 
You know, the Bible is full of warnings of those who seek out religion and fall away. We don't want to be part of that. I want you to look at some other texts that kind of reference that. Look with me over to 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 10. Here you find the Apostle Paul reflecting on people who had come and they had served and they had walked with God, but they had allowed the circumstances of life to knock them off of being held fast. Look at 2 Timothy chapter 4, and we'll go down to verse 10. It says, For Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world, and is departed into Thessalonica. So he says, there was a brother, Demas, who he, he we thought, had come to Christ, was born again. We thought that he was on fire for the Lord. We thought he was holding fast. And next thing we look over, and he's not even on the ship anymore. He's gone over the rails. He's gone, he's AWOL, off the boat. And he tells us he forsook the apostle. We are warned and we should take the warning that we don't find ourselves overboard. Look down with me at 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 14 and 15. He says, Alexander the coppersmith did me much evil. The Lord reward him according to his works, of whom be thou ware also, for he hath greatly withstood our words. So here's Alexander the coppersmith. Apparently he had gotten in the church and he had gotten part of the Apostle Paul's circle. And he says, lo and behold, he starts to withstand our words. He starts to work against the teachings of the Lord and he warns us that this can happen. So for you and I, we have to look going into 2022 and we have to say, no, I'm gonna hold fast. I understand the faith and love that Christ has for me. I understand the principles of God and I am not gonna go ahead and withstand or, or stand against the word of God. Instead, I'm going to stand fast. Look down with me at 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 16. He says, at my first answer, no man stood with me, but all men forsook me. I pray God that it may not be laid to their charge. The apostle Paul says, you know what? There are some times when we're just alone. When we find ourselves standing alone and he found himself standing alone. He was doing the work of God. He was being faithful. He was in tough place at a tough time. There was no doubt about it. He himself had been a persecutor even unto death of Christians. These, their circumstances, their situation was really rough. And there were times when he was alone and everybody had forsaken him. But you know what? He didn't let go. He still held fast. And here he is challenging Timothy. Timothy, be sure you hold fast as well. And I'm challenging you as we go into this new year of 2022, hold fast. Don't let the circumstances knock you off. Don't fall overboard or jump overboard, but go ahead and decide, I am gonna hold fast. These truths that are sound are integral to me. They're important to me. And I am not going to let go. Matthew chapter 7, 21 on. Let's look at that verse with, let's look at that little text. Because I want you to see that the Lord predicted in the end times 
These things can happen. Matthew chapter 7, listen to verse 21 on down. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils? And in thy name done many wonderful works? And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. You and I, we need to be sure that we hold fast to the sound truths of God. That we've received Christ as our Savior. That we walk with our Lord. That we serve him in our lives. That we are prayer warriors. That we allow the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives to be genuine and real. In fact, in our text, if you look again with me at 2 Timothy, look with me, if you would, down to verse 14 of chapter 1. It says, that good thing which was committed unto thee, keep by what? By the Holy Ghost which dwelleth in us. Those, that which we have, our salvation, the truths of God, these are things that we have because of the work of the Holy Spirit in our hearts and our lives. We look at that and we treasure that and understand the value of it. Make sure you don't let 2022 be the year where you let go. Don't let go. Let God work in and through you. The goal achieved is talked about as we look down in verses 16 through 18 in our text. We understand the goal in verses 13 and 14. Are to, it's to hold fast. And we understand that there are those who miss the goal. Folks who have allowed themselves to depart, to stand against the word of God, to forsake, even as the Apostle Paul was forsaken. But when you come down to verses 16 through 18, you find Paul begin to reflect on those who have really done it. They have held fast. Listen to what he says as we pick it up in verse 16. The Lord give mercy unto the house of Onesiphorus. For he oft refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chain. But when he was in Rome, he sought me out very diligently and he found me. The Lord grant unto him that he may find mercy of the Lord in that day. And in how many things he ministered unto me at Ephesus, thou knowest very well. So while he references these others who fail, he lifts up Onesiphorus and he says, now here's a guy who has held fast. And Onesiphorus actually keeps pretty good company. If you look over with me just a chapter or two over, look at 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 19. Listen to what he says in verse 19. Salute Prisca and Aquila, that's Priscilla and Aquila, and the household of Anosiphorus. Erastus abode at Corinth, but Trophimus have I left at Miletum sick. So he references those who have been serving and working together. And here we find Onesimus friends with Priscilla and Aquila. And who's Priscilla and Aquila? 
Priscilla and Aquila, when you go into the book of Acts, chapter 18, verses 1 through 3, it talks about the Apostle Paul over in Asia as he's doing his work of the ministry. He comes to the city, and there he finds this couple, Priscilla and Aquila, who are tent makers. And lo and behold, who else is a tent maker? The Apostle Paul. He does that bivocationally. And they, he says he abides in their household while they work together to make a living, while they minister in the city. So we find that Onesimus, he's a guy who keeps good company. Aquila and Priscilla, the Apostle Paul. Well, when I say that he has done it, he has, he has pressed forward and held fast. He's held on to sound doctrine, practiced it. Let's look at how he practiced it. Again, at verse 16, the Lord give mercy unto the house of Onesiphorus, for he oft refreshed me. And that is what we should strive to do as we go into the year 2022. We should try to refresh others. Try to make a difference for the cause of Christ in neighbors and friends. People we work with, our church mates. You know, for sure, I'll guarantee you there's lots of people who are not here tonight who wish they could be. For one reason or another, they're not. And next Sunday, as hopefully we don't have another snow incident or ice incident, hopefully we'll have many more here. But there still will be people here who aren't going, uh, there will be people not here who wish they could be here. And for you and I, it's our job to try to refresh them to minister to them, to care about them, to help them, to pray for them. So we come down, we see Onesiphorus, what did he do? He refreshed the Apostle Paul. And then look at the second, the last part of verse 16. He says, and he was not ashamed of what? His chains. He was not ashamed of who the Apostle Paul was. Paul was a prisoner for Christ. You know, you and I, we live all these many years away from the time of the Apostle Paul, and we forget that these guys, they were not heroes then. Like he said, there were people who abandoned him. There were times he was alone. He sat in a prison cell chained among criminals. Why? Simply for preaching the gospel of Christ. But here he says, this brother, this Onesiphorus, he was not ashamed of the Apostle Paul. He was not ashamed that at times he was abandoned. He was not ashamed that at times he was in chains. He was not ashamed that the Apostle Paul was dragged all over until eventually he came to Rome and eventually put to death. He was not ashamed of his friend, Paul. And you and I, you know, there's brothers and sisters in Christ who need to know that we're not ashamed of them. We love them. Today, I was texting with a young lady. I haven't seen her in church in a long time. And I, I reached out to her and I said, hey, how are you doing? I haven't seen you in quite a while. She texted back to me all the things that she's been involved in, all the things she's doing. I told her, I said, we miss you. You know, and I just continue to reach out to people. I'm not ashamed of them. I love them. I care about them. I want to continue to minister to them. And you and I as a church, we've got to do that as we go out into 2022. We can't, we can't just write people off. 
We have to continue to refresh them, to be there for them as brothers and sisters in Christ. Verse 17 says, but when he was in Rome, he did what? What does it say? He sought him out. Absolutely. And we need to do that. There are brothers and sisters in Christ as we go into this new year that we need to seek out. We've got to reach out to them, just like I did that young lady today. And there's many people who we just need to reach out to. Last week, uh, Sandra Joe and I got a, an e email. I think it was an email from a, a woman who lives right on the edge of Bergen's here. And she said, I, I go to another church. I, I really love my, my pastor, but we have no children's ministries at all. And she said, I just so need to get my children into a children's ministry. Would, I be, would it be okay if I came and brought my children to your children's ministries? And of course, Sandy and I, we texted back. Sandra Jo went into great detail with her about what we do for kids and how we want to minister to kids. Well, she emailed me back this morning and she said, can't come today. Who knows why? Could have been the storm. Could have been COVID situation. Who knows? I didn't ask her. But I texted her back and I said, or emailed her back. And I said, listen, it's okay. And when you come, we'll be glad to meet you and your children and minister to them. We have to do that. We cannot let the circumstances of our world, as we go into 2022, stop us from doing the work of God. We have to seek out, even as Onesiphorus sought out Paul, we have to seek out people who need to hear the word. And they are everywhere. You do not have to look far. They're everywhere around us. So you find Onesiphorus. He is doing the work that God has called him to do. He's holding fast. He's the example that the apostle is giving us of somebody who's getting it done. Verse 17, but when he was in Rome, he sought me out very diligently and he found me. I just said to you a minute ago, it's not hard to find. They're everywhere. People who you and I can minister to. Our children, our grandchildren, our neighbors. They are all around us in need. And you know, I was talking here just a little while ago to one of the families in the church. One of their children had fallen away. And I told them, I said, you know, I think I, think I see a glimmer of hope there. And they said, you know, me too. God continues to work. God continues to work. But we must never let go. We must hold fast. And look what he goes on to say in verse 18. The Lord grant unto him that he may find mercy of the Lord in that day. And in how many things he ministered unto me at Ephesus, thou knowest very well. People knew that Onesiphorus was a person who was holding fast to sound word he was doing the work of God. He was ministering to others. And then the apostle Paul says, grant unto him the mercy of the Lord in that day. You and I, our reward is not on this side. It's not our, our reward's not here. Sandra Joe and I were watching a little, uh, when, when we had COVID, we were watching this little repair shop show on TV and these people were given a crown uh, that a woman had won way back at the turn of the century and her great-great-grandchildren wanted to have this little crown restored. 
And it was a beautiful little crown they had given this woman for some project when she was a child. But the reality is we're not looking to get a pretty silver plated crown here on this side, are we? What's, what, what are we gonna do with that? Pass it on to our children and our grandchildren and they can set it up on a mantle? No, our reward is in heaven, isn't it? It is why we serve the Lord. We know that our treasures are stored in our heavenly home. And it's not that you and I are looking for crowns there. In fact, the Bible indicates that we're gonna cast them at the feet of Jesus because we're gonna realize it's all about him. But in order for us to get there, we got to hold fast. As we go into 2022, every one of us are going to face challenges this year. And it's no different than any year. Every year has its challenges. This year, we're starting out again with the COVID thing. I can honestly tell you that's a bummer. But we're going to hold fast. We're going to hold fast. We're not going to let go. I remember last year when Connie and Louie had COVID and they were in the hospital, I'd call Louie and I'd say, Louie, how you doing? Man, he did not sound good. I told Sandra Jo, I said, man, I, I really hope Connie and Louie make it. They, they had him on the, not the ventilator, but the other, yeah. And the one that blew, I think it's the same thing Joel's on. It's a yeah, CPAP machine. Was it a CPAP machine, Louis? Just, had, just, on oxygen. just on oxygen. But I talked to other people on the phone because I would the ones I could get through to that were in the hospital, the CPAP machines, I could hear them going, pushing air on them. But you know, they didn't let go. They, they hung in there, Connie and Louie. You know, they could have rolled over and just said, let me die, but that's not what they did. They hung in there. And you and I, as we go into this year, I know it's, I know it's a tough way to begin, but I'm, I promise you, the Lord is going to get us through and we must hold fast to the word of God. Do not let this world beat you down and wear you out. Let the Lord give you victory as we go into 2022. Let's have a word of prayer. We're going to be dismissed. And uh, thank you for coming out and thank you for those who are on live stream. And I am looking forward to next Sunday, hopefully no snow, one more week past the crazy high numbers of last week, way up over a thousand some days. We're going to see all that's going to wane off as time passes. And um, we just need to hold fast. Amen? Amen. Okay. Let's have a word of prayer. Father in heaven, I pray that you be with us as we get ready to go. I ask that you give us safety on the roads. Be with Will tonight as they're predicting some snow. I pray that you'd help him as he's out plowing on the roads. Keep him safe up there in the mountains of Lincoln. And I do pray that you be with us as we all drive to our homes, that we would have safety. And Father, as we press on into this new year, this being the first Sunday of the year 2022, I pray that you help us to hold fast. Your word is sound. It's true. Help us to hold on that we may faithfully reflect your truths. We thank you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for coming out tonight.